Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review, and better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. And on today's episode, I am delighted to be joined by my friend, Marty Guastella. Marty is a Chief Human Resource Officer and HR Executive Extraordinaire with over 25 years of experience right here in Cleveland, Ohio. He's got all the appropriate certifications in HR, and he has led some really exceptional organizations throughout his career, and I am delighted to have him on today's show. So, Marty, welcome. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. All, all, uh, all very nice of you to say. Thank you. And my play and, e- and easy. I, I did. I left out the part of uh, that you're a, a killer rock star, which uh, that that was. I knew the I knew the Marty HR executive, and then was fortunate to see you and you and your band perform uh, several years back. So hopefully you're still doing that. Oh uh, yeah, that's I, I love HR, but music is my first love. I have to be honest. So yes, I love playing guitar and singing. It's it's a it's a lot of fun. Have you, has your band figured out like a vir- the virtual performance? Does this like I, I see all these like like big time rock bands nowadays, they all get on Zoom and they, they each play their, their instrument on Zoom and it, yeah. it sounds great. I don't know if you, you try, try, to, try to pull it together over the airwaves. We've actually talked about doing that. Uh, we've had a few people that have asked us, hey, you guys gonna do that like everybody else? So uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably eventually get around to it. We haven't been able to play obviously because of the situation out there, but uh, yeah, we're all looking forward to getting back together again, that's for sure. So help help uh, those that, that don't know you, Marty, to fill in the blanks of some of your experience that over that 25-year career that I referenced in kind of the cornerstone here in, in Northeast Ohio. So let those that don't know you to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, well, uh, Chief, Execu- uh, Chief uh, HR Officer for a uh, major commercial insurance organization in Cleveland um, and a company of 128 years of age but uh, was there for about an eight-year window. And prior to that, uh, the chief HR officer for a medical diagnostic imaging company, uh, a leader in, the, uh, in that industry across the country, actually had uh, operations in 30 different states. But uh, prior to that, I was in, actually in retained search and in HR consulting. So uh, all that said and done, uh, I've had a great pleasure to work with some very talented people uh, help some companies grow uh, double, triple, quadruple their size in, in, during my time and seen a lot of great things and, and had a lot of great people working with me. So uh, it's been an excellent career thus far. Very pleased and looking forward to the next step. We'll have to get into that a little bit as to the growth you've experienced. I think that's uh, something that people inside of HR as well as outside of it are looking to, how, how do we leverage that? How do we, how do we leverage the HR function to help grow and scale a business so absolutely that said first first off i usually start with this question is how would you describe the purpose of human resources from your perspective well uh, it that question is um far-reaching there are a lot of different things that i think hr should do but i mean clearly i think the most obvious is that human resources is a service it's there to support and help sustain the population of an organization um, HR takes, uh, wears a lot of hats. Uh, you've got to be the keeper of the culture. You've got to make sure that you get the very best people to come aboard and that they are happy when they're there. Uh, same time, you've got to be a business person. You've got to be able to help manage that business to see its future and strategically plan, uh, for growth for the people who work there and 
and uh, for everyone's sake. So it's really kind of multifaceted, but it's it's about being a people advocate with business savvy. It's kind of balancing those things. Yeah, and I know sometimes that's that's the that's the beauty of doing it well, and sometimes the uh, the downfall of not right where maybe you're too focused on one side, right? I'm yep. really I'm really I'm company focused, so it's you know we got to keep all the policies, procedures, structures, so then the, the employees feel that are on the opposite end. It's it's too people centric. You hear that term about coaches? He's he's a players coach, uh, and so, mm-hmm. sometimes that that's good, and sometimes that feels like it's bad. So. Um, it's definitely a balance. That's the thing I've I've learned and seen. Um, it's 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 I don't know a tightrope maybe too strong of a word to describe it, but it can feel that way. <laughs> it feel like a tightrope depending on which side you fall and the situation you're dealing with. But uh, you know you're absolutely right, John. It, it really is a, a balancing act between both both hands. So so how what what are the challenges that you face? I guess what what causes you at times to feel like you are on that tightrope that you're you're kind of balancing between the the employer aspirations and what they're trying to accomplish and then on, on the other end trying to align all the human human capital provide them the service that they, like you said they're happy with their time at the company that you're 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 leading you, you know at the end of the day it's really all about collaboration it's it's being able to work and interface with uh, all levels of leadership uh, c-suite on to the you know the very first level of supervisor uh, but at the same time it's being able to hear the voice of the individual worker that you know is part of your contributing organization uh, it's all about it being inclusive so um, trying to again pull all those elements together is a key part i think of being an effective hr leader and i know you said this in in the intro and i'm just curious um just just maybe dive a little bit deeper into it marty if we can is is so how how were you able to do that with the organizations that you mentioned and scale and grow the companies to two, two to three to four times the size, you know, kind of pre-Marty and then during the time you were there? And I know you're not going to take all the credit for it for sure, but curious about how, how you were able to do that. Yeah, well, it, it, also, it really starts with having a great team for beginners. So you're right. I certainly uh, didn't do it all by myself. It's impossible to do that. You really have a, I said, collaboration. You have to have a team to work together. But it, John, when I in in both of my most recent employers, um, one of the very first things I did when I got there was uh, I just asked questions. You know, I, I've probably spent the better part of two or three months just talking to people at all levels and asking them, "Hey, you know, what's working? What isn't working? You know, why why does this work for you? Why doesn't it work? If you could change things and you're the CEO, what would you do?" Um, and I got a lot of great advice, you know, and, and if you really want to know what's going on, talk to the people in the organization. You know, if you, if you focus on just getting it from one particular perspective, your C-suite or, or the first level management, you're missing a lot. So it's understanding where everybody is. Uh, it's understanding what the organizational objectives might be for I- immediate need uh, and long-term need, and then putting together a strategic HR business plan that is aligned with the strategic plan of the company. Uh, so you're trying to, again, meet both of those demands, uh, fulfill the business expectations to enable the growth by putting in the right uh, resources, uh, whatever it might be, simple policies or, or HR resources of uh, data management, whatever it might be. But it's also understanding what's going on in the marketplace, uh, the, the, the people you're trying to attract. We, we've had a significant, uh, change in our marketplace with all that's happened with the social situation 
And but that's been coming for some time, a renewal of, 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 of the situation. So being aware of those things and incorporating them into your organization to become a diverse, inclusive, uh, equitable company, while at the same time demonstrating profitability in the business case. Um, it's all those factors rolled together. It's, it's, a, it's a construction of those things. No, I really appreciate how you how you approach that first of just asking a bunch of questions and being inquisitive, right? Your ability to to, to learn by you know uh, kind of closing your mouth and opening your ears. I, I never forget my my kindergarten teacher always mentioning those things, and it's 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 you know forty plus years later, it's still sound advice. And I'm curious, do you think those those business leaders that you're asking those questions to? Was it a different approach than maybe other HR executives just trying to understand their, their business? Like, did, did you get any like pushback or hesitation or why are you asking me all these questions or did they, they get where you were coming from? You know what, if I'm being honest, it was really kind of a balance uh, of both. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the new guy, I'm part of the executive team. I'm asking questions about what works and what doesn't work. And if, you know, you're a position, you have a position of prominence in the organization, you want to be careful of what you say. But if you, if you establish a relationship with someone and you start to talk with them and they see you're being honest and they, they know that you're having this conversation in a confidential manner, that your ultimate purpose is to make everybody uh, better, um, you'd be surprised how people will share what they really feel. And uh, I always start with saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm one of you. We're all working. We're all in this boat together. That We either float or we don't float together. So let's, let's make it the best we can for everybody. What do we got to fix? What's broken? What, what do you like? You know, it was really that straightforward. Yeah. And beyond than asking questions, were there any, like when you learned something from someone and they shared kind of a challenge that they faced, or maybe, maybe they were struggling with a team member or team members or alignment with the culture, were there things that you could recommend to the, the HR community that's listening of, of the how to remove those barriers and kind of work your way through kind of stuck with a challenge to, okay, we figured it out. Now we're going to, we're going to leverage it or we're going to mitigate the challenge or whatever, whatever the strategy was that, that addressed the, the, the challenge ahead. Well, you, you, clearly you have to understand all of the, uh, the bigger picture, all the challenges that are presented. And it could be, some could be relatively minor, some are much more significant. But the most criticality thing is how does that align to the business and, and then put those challenges in a priority. Um, for example, if our organization is uh, uh, seeking greater ways to recognize performance, then that's great, it's good news. But before you can really get there, you really have to ensure the people you're bringing aboard have the resources to perform. So you, you have to find uh, prioritization in the key uh, elements you're trying to correct. Um, and, and recognize that you're going to be trying different things. The first try might not work. Uh, so you have to be able to be nimble and react quickly uh, to, to turn a corner. Um, uh, it's, it's, you wanna bring people along with you in the process and, and they can see the value in what you're doing. When you get buy-in and value, you, you get a lot. Yeah, no, I agree, 100%. Is there, is there something in particular that you've done or some experience in, in the success you've had in your career? The, the one thing, and I know it's a kind of a, a loaded question, the one yeah. thing that you found that has made that impact from your, your, your seat as a CHRO? Um, I would say if I had to narrow it down to one thing, it's about... Um, 
of building solid relationships at all levels of the organization. Uh, people need to know they can trust you. Uh, and they have to, they see, and they can get that sense of trust by not only what you say, but what you do. So, um, um, you know, whether you're being taken into confidence with the C-suite or whether you have an employee that's had a challenge with a supervisor, uh, it's about trying to make all the parties work together and, and building that trust first. So that doesn't happen overnight. That takes, you know, repeated discussions. Yeah, it's ironic. Whenever I hear anyone say that, it reminds me of my dad. And my dad was an executive at a, a local regional hospital in Barberton and uh, passed uh, earlier this year and uh, made such an influence on my life. But the one thing, he, he had a cop-out. He had one cop-out in his life. It was do, do as I say, not as I do. But mm -hmm. he was a, a man that did a lot of really great things. So I, mm -hmm. I never understood why he said that phrase. And I mentioned it to some colleagues uh, around my same age. And they said, oh my gosh, my dad used to say the same thing. Yeah. So may maybe it was on a movie back in the day, back then. Oh, he was. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I didn't quite, I never had a chance to ask him that. I wish I would have. Why, why did he say that? He probably wouldn't even remember that he was saying it, but. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, that that action, the action speaks louder than words. There's a reason why that that saying means so much. So I, I totally can appreciate that. So, so in that vein, you know, 25 years of HR executive leadership, you know, if, if you could go back, right, when you first started your career and, and give that younger Marty a piece of advice, what, what would that be, knowing what you know now? Um, well, that's a great, great question. Wow. I guess I didn't anticipate that one. Um, slow down a little bit. You know, sometimes in order to go fast, you got to go slow. So if you take a moment, and, and, you know, invest a little more time. Sometimes, depending upon your leadership, everything's now, especially in our economy. You know, got to have it right away, right away. Well, maybe not. Maybe we need to think a little bit first. Think of all the possibilities. And in, in the beginning of my career, I was, still am, you know, very interested in getting things done. But I've learned to take the time to catch your breath, consider all the options, think very carefully, then pull the trigger and move forward quickly. So that, that's been a revelation over time. It, it, you definitely need to, uh, um, you know, you don't wanna necessarily build the ship while you're flying it or build the plane while you're flying it, but you definitely wanna look at the engineering plans carefully uh, before you just start putting things together, you know? Yeah, you, you have some foresight specifically to the book because I, I just, I just finished the kind of the very first draft of chapter three, which is think differently. Mm. And one of the main tenets in that section is to just stop and think, like just stop and think and yeah. take a pause and think through the impact of what you're about to do is going to have not only on the bottom line, but on your people, on your culture, so that we're not so reactive. And I think in our business climate, there's, there's too much short-term thinking to meet the bottom line expectations. Mm -hmm. That ends up sacrificing the the culture, the people, e even long term gains as a result of of sacrificing in the short term. So I think that's great great advice. But I think also, John, it's you know it's it's okay to say I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And uh, I suppose going back again to the beginning, um, you know, we always want to prove ourselves to be valuable and worthy and get the best job done. 
But listening to people who've been there and done that, uh, getting their advice as to what worked and what didn't, um, that, that has been invaluable, uh, an invaluable lesson to me. Uh, it, it, most recently in the development of our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy. Uh, you know, I had the great fortune to meet with a number of key DEI leaders in Cleveland to get their insights as to what kind of program worked for them and what elements were most critical. And, and taking all that information, it, it led me down the right path. And, uh, and you get the collective good, you know, the collective sense of what's, what's right. So uh, um, that's important. Listen along the way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, I will get you out of here on this, Marty. You've been great as usual, and I appreciate you you coming on to the the, the show today. So uh, the book is titled HR Like a Boss. So if you had to describe someone that does HR Like a Boss, what would that sound like? Sound a little like Bruce Springsteen. No, wait a minute. That's not right. <laughs> there you go. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, or Bernie Kosar in the back yes. of your thing on the wall there. It's, it's yes. cool. Now you've got you've to be uh, on the ball. You've got to be responsible, take charge. But at the same time, you're not a person, you're not a team of one. You, you've got a whole bunch of people working with you. Lee. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Well, Marty, thank you for being on the show. As a, as a quick recap for those listening, you mentioned something at the very beginning that HR is a service. It's a service to the human capital as well as to the business. And you mentioned several characteristics about collaboration and being inquisitive by asking questions and uh, an ability to be nimble and uh, adding value and getting buy-in, how, how impactful that can be in, in your ability to develop relationships and move the business forward. So a lot of great, insightful uh, moments in, in today's show, Marty, and I really appreciate it. John, thanks for this opportunity. Appreciate talking with you. My pleasure. You got it. Well, thank you everyone for checking out today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Please like, comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. And until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.